Thanks for listening to the Granary Church Podcast. For more information, head to granary.org.au or follow us on social media at The Granary Church. Welcome everybody to our Good Friday meditation. I'm really looking forward to this this morning. I'm really glad in a way that uh, on this Good Friday, we're actually still. I think it's it's a great time to be pulling aside and be still. Normally, Good Friday is a day when there's very little happening. But this year, there's nothing happening. And it's our opportunity to really pull in close to the Lord. So this morning, we're going to take time of meditating on the cross. And I encourage you this morning to open up your hearts to really know him, because I really believe this morning that the Lord is speaking to you, to you personally, that he's calling your name. He's calling your name and he's saying he's here with you. He loves you. He wants to reveal more of himself to you this morning. So may this Good Friday be a day where you really encounter the Son of God in his fullness, the Son of God in his power, the Son of God in his humility and the Son of God in his love. We're now going to be led through a time of of listening and of reflecting. You can sit back and close your eyes. I encourage you to get a journal if you'd like and to write down thoughts that come to you along the way. Um, If you're in a group of people, which many of you will be, just make a decision now that we're just going to be quiet. We're going to put our phones away. We're not going to talk. We're going to have a place of utter stillness so the Holy Spirit can speak to you. I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you personally today. He wants to let you know that he knows your name. He knows your name. He loves you. When Jesus died on the cross, he died for you, as well as for every other person in the world. He died for you. And today he wants you to experience the power of his death on the cross and to understand what that means for you, for your life, for the people around you and for eternity. So now, Take some time, sit back and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you as you listen to this meditation. And when all the crowds who had gathered there for the spectacle saw what had taken place, they returned home, beating their breasts. Every year on Good Friday, we watch the slow, inevitable tragedy, feel the visceral contempt, see the terrible suffering, and hear the tenderness of Jesus, even from the cross. We stand with his acquaintances at a distance, not knowing what to say or do. We are silent. What do we feel as we see him crucified? Is it anger? for all the unjust deaths, for the senseless tragedy of this world? Is it helplessness, like we feel when we watch the suffering of those we love? Is it guilt for what we could have done but didn't? Is it simply sadness that death is always, always a part of life, that it will end in ashes? Or is it simply love? 500 years ago, St. John of the Cross wrote this poem as he reflected on the sufferings of Christ on the cross. As you listen to this poem, close your eyes, sit back, and ask yourself what moves you as you reflect on Christ 
on the cross. I am not moved, my God, to love you by the heaven that you have promised me. Neither does hell, so feared, move me to keep me from offending you. You move me, Lord. I am moved seeing you scoffed at and nailed on a cross. I am moved seeing your body so wounded. Your injuries and your death move me. It is your love that moves me, and in such a way that even if there were no heaven, I would love you. And even if there were no hell, I would fear you. You do not have to give me anything so that I love you. For even if I didn't hope for what I hope, as I love you now, so would I love you. Holy Jesus, you have promised that in life and in death, and in life beyond death, we belong to you. As we meditate on your suffering, we are moved by your love. As we watch your dying, we are filled with love for you, our Saviour. Deeply, gratefully, we receive your great sacrifice of love. Amen. As we meditate on the sufferings of Christ today, be amazed at his love. Today we are humbled by the extent of his love as we focus on the cross. Then the governor's soldiers took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole company of soldiers around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him and then twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on his head. They put a staff in his right hand and knelt in front of him and mocked him. Hail, King of the Jews, they said. They spat on him and took the staff and struck him on the head again and again. And after they had mocked him, they took off the robe and put his own clothes on him. Then they led him away to crucify him. As they were going out, they met a man from Cyrene named Simon, and they forced him to carry the cross. They came to a place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. And there they offered Jesus wine to drink mixed with gall, but after tasting it, he refused to drink it. When they had crucified him, they divided up his clothes by casting lots. And above his head they placed a written charge against him. This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Two criminals were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. And Jesus said, Oh, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Because of Jesus' death to pay the penalty for our sins, he offers to wash away every failure that separates us from him. We cannot free ourselves from our past and our fallen nature, but he can. Take time to humble yourself before him, to come repentant before him, 
as this huge weight of debt is lifted off your shoulders. You could close your eyes and place your hands in front of you as a gesture of humility and thankfulness. Offer to God any sin, shame or guilt that you're aware of and allow him to take it from you. Pray this prayer with me from Psalm 51. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love. According to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Take a moment to reflect on the power of being free from guilt, free from shame and free from fear. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Dear woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, Son, here is your mother. From that time on, this disciple took her into his home. Now just as Jesus cared for his mother even in this dark hour, so he is with you. Consider a moment where you are. What are you wrestling with? What is troubling you? What seems hopeless? His suffering on the cross reveals the depths of his love for you. Wherever you are today and whatever you may be facing, He is with you. Declare together this prayer of faith and hope from Psalm 23. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honour me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. From the sixth hour until the ninth hour, Darkness came over all the land. Now about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama samachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? One of our deepest fears is that God would forsake us. But thankfully, 
Because of the cross, we do not have to experience this. Jesus himself was forsaken so that we would not be forsaken. As we surrender our lives to him, we know that he will never fail us nor forsake us. Reflect on this for a moment. Consider areas where you feel forsaken by others and ask God to remind you of his promise that you are never forsaken by him. In 1707, Isaac Watts wrote the words to this song of worship. Consider these timeless words as you meditate on the cross. When I survey the wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died, my richest gain I count but loss, and pour contempt on all my pride. Forbid it, Lord, that I should boast, save in the death of Christ my God. All the vain things that charm me most, I sacrifice them to his blood. See from his head, his hands, his feet, sorrow and love flow mingled down. Did e'er such love and sorrow meet, or thorns compose so rich a crown? Were the whole realm of nature mine that were a present far too small, Love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on the stalk of the hyssop plant and lifted it to Jesus' lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, It is finished! In Mark chapter 15, verse 37, we read, With a loud cry, Jesus breathed his last. Well, according to Bible scholars, this loud cry may have been those very last words that John records, It is finished. He spoke it out loud. He declared it for all to hear. He uttered a loud cry to his Father in heaven for the whole world to know and for every evil force to have to flee. For Christ's work on the cross was complete, done, accomplished, paid in full. Last words have power and often deep meaning and significance. Perhaps some of you have been beside a precious friend or family member who whispered their final words in their last moments here on earth. You know the incredible heart connection they hold for you personally. We often find ourselves clinging to those words as we think about a loved one who has passed away. We treasure what they said and we remember. There's no doubt that Jesus knew what his last words needed to be here in this life. He knew the power those final words would have for generations still to come. And he had great purpose in them which still breathes such life and meaning for our lives today. Take time in silence to thank him 
that his death on the cross defeated the power of sin and death. Thank him for enduring the suffering until the end. Thank him that you were on his mind at that moment. At the ninth hour, the curtain of the temple was torn in two, and Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Let's pause in honour of his sacrifice for us. Just as Jesus committed himself into the hands of the Father and experienced the resurrection from the dead, so we can commit ourselves into the hands of the Father, be filled with his spirit of life and experience new life. On this Good Friday, you may commit your life into his hands for the first time or take a moment to recommit yourself into his hands and begin a new today. Pray this simple prayer from Psalm 31. But I am trusting you, O Lord, saying, You are my God. My future is in your hands. How great is the goodness you have stored up for those who fear you. Praise the Lord, for he has shown me the wonders of his unfailing love. <laughs> 